0: Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome back to the Generations to Hunt podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Raisin. I'm here with Joe. Joe, how's it going
2: today? It's going awesome. It's one more day, closer to October 1st. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'm getting pumped. How about you? Oh, yeah. I'm just, well, I don't know if I'm quite as excited. I mean, we've
1: discussed my issues I've got going on, so I'm excited for, uh, well, Tuesday to be over with, but other than that, I I can't wait to at least be in the woods. Uh, I'll be a little limited, but. Today we have a buddy of ours, Matt Wager. Uh, Matt, how's everything going today?
0: Going pretty good, guys. Appreciate you having me here.
1: Yeah, we're excited to have you and uh, get to talk about some of the things you've got uh, got going on. I know one thing you've got going on is pretty unique that uh, you're actually the first person I know that's able to do this, but you're actually guiding Michigan elk hunts. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so uh, it all became a thing because I I met my fiancé. Um, and they have a cabin up at Canada Creek Ranch, which is in Montmorency County. It's a little north of Atlanta, and it's a uh, it's a fourteen thousand acre private ranch, free range deal. And uh, there's a lot of guys up there that live on the ranch that are guides, and so they have guides, they have scouts. You know, getting a tag in Michigan alone is is a hard thing to do.
2: <laughs> it's winning the lottery. Literally. It's winning yeah.
0: the lottery. And so I figured the next best thing is to try my chance at being a scout guide um, in Michigan here. And, and I think it's, it's just really cool. You know, there's a huge elk population up in Mount Marantz County, Pigeon River area. I mean, throughout that whole area. So it all became a thing. I started talking to some of the guy guides up there. And they kind of gave me the paperwork to put my permit in to get my commercial permit. And so I did that. And I was able to get my permit. So I'll be guiding. It's the first week of December. They do like a week-long hunt. And I don't know how many guys they have this year for it. I know last year, I think they, they took maybe, I think, 26 elk out of that area. Wow. So it's a pretty high-concentrated area of elk. And, you know, we've done some reconics work you know, just driving on the ranch, and there's just elk everywhere. I mean, we've seen a lot of bulls, a lot of cows with their calves. It's just a really cool thing. If you've never seen elk in Michigan, it's something you have to see because it's very unique. Um, so I'll be doing that the first week of December. Hopefully I get a buck down before then so I won't have to <laughs> hunt it. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm I'm pretty excited about it.
1: So, so based on you're saying there's a, a decent amount of population, um, I know I don't know offhand. You know exactly what the population is here in Michigan.
0: I'm not exactly sure to be honest no. with you. I mean so, I, I'm I'm sure on the DNR website. Yeah, I'm something sure. On there yeah. Or not.
1: Now do you do you think? I mean, I, obviously it's your first year. You, based on what you're seeing, that there's ever a chance that the population will get big enough that they'll increase the amount of people
0: that get those tags or. Um, if they do, it's probably going to be a while. It's probably going to be, you know, 15, 20 years down the road. I know they do a certain amount of tags. I don't know if that I'm pretty sure the number bumps up maybe every year, but not by much, maybe by two or three tags. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so if that becomes a thing, then it'll be 15, 20 years down the road. Because that's what they do. They concentrate the herd by, you know, giving all these tags right, out. Right, because
1: we had to reintroduce elk, right? Like Like, yes. uh, at one point, Michigan had no elk left, and they had to bring them in to bring them to where we are today. So the fact that we can hunt them at all is kind of incredible. Um, so, I mean, I just was, wasn't sure based on what you had seen up there of maybe one day the chance becomes maybe not so much a once-in-a-lifetime or... A lottery pick, kind of
2: getting that tag, or whatnot. I just read that it was 260 tags, so I imagine a lot of them are cow tags. I think, and then youth gets like, I think like a third or something. Is
0: that what it is with the youth?
2: I think they get it like a third or something, and then cows take most of them. I didn't, I didn't go too deep into it, but
0: but I, I know our friends up there, um, Lanny and Cassie. His wife, Cassie, actually ended up uh, drawing a cow tag. And the first weekend of their hunt, she had a cow at like 70 yards. And her husband, Lanny, had the scope on nine power. And so she she couldn't see it and missed her opportunity on it. But uh, she's got one more weekend to get it done. So it's really cool. It's the only person I know. I know, I I take that back. I know two people that have pulled an elk permit. One of my buddies, Jesse, Actually won the Pure Michigan hunt, oh, and smoked <laughs> yeah. a beautiful seven by seven on, yeah, just just a giant.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't personally know anyone. I know there was a guy in Owasso here. <clears throat> I was redoing like his dad's roof, and he had he had drawn a Michigan um, tag, and they had the pictures, and were just telling me the story. That's kind of how like they were telling us that he went up there, and all the hunters met like in a an area with all the different guides and then they just kind of split off and he shot his like 15 minutes after
0: it got light out. Like he didn't really, like, he like popped out of the truck and it, it, they were right there. It's a huge network up there of these guys. So they have scouts. And I'll be doing like the scouting mostly this year, getting my feet wet. Um, and then they have the guides. So you'll be on like a two way radio. You got GPS coordinates on the radio. You can pin it. So, you know, it's real quiet if you're near an elk or whatever, pin it. Those guys will come in. Take their hunter or whatever, and try to put an elk down. Depending on if it's cow or bull, whatever you know, kind of tag they have. Um, So, like I said, it's fourteen thousand acres. I mean, it's just they split it up in three zones. It's a, it's like a, or it's zone one, zone two, zone three. And I know the south end of the ranch usually holds the big concentration of elk. So I am hoping that I can get down there at least and hunt that zone.
2: So, do you apply for the elk tag every year? No, I don't
1: know why. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't. It, it, if anything, it costs like five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. 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 I I, it's I worth
2: only it. I only do bowl. I mean bowl only. So that's. I mean. I guess I limit myself a little bit, but I think in my eyes, I just if I want if I'm gonna win the
0: lottery, I want to win the big one. You know. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and from the sounds of it,
1: you have a well. They do a really good job of making sure you get. An elk. You, oh yeah. If you're drawing a once in a lifetime tag, like from the story I've told, and just from the short time listening to you, like they have a real good idea where those elk are at most of the time. Those guys live up there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they know
0: where everything right. is, where the concentration yeah. is, where they migrate to, and so as I I personally don't even know this. Uh, how many
2: like. They're like little seasons, right? Like little weeks or week long? Yeah. How many seasons are there actually or weeks or whatever?
0: So I believe, okay, so it goes by counties. Oh, okay. I believe up there, like different zones. Um, The first elk hunt is like, I think for your antler list. Okay. And I believe it's like three weekends. Okay. And it's like this weekend, the next weekend, then there's like a... period So you can't even hunt, like, Monday through Friday, just Saturday, Sunday? It's like a Saturday, Sunday type deal, yep. And so when I'm going to be scouting for these guys and guiding whatever you want to call it, that first week of December, it starts on a Saturday, and then it goes into, like, I want to say, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday or type deal. And it's not very long. So, I mean, once you're on it, I mean, you're all day, you're hunting. Oh, yeah. It's it's long days, but I mean you're. I mean I can tell you right successful. now if, if I drew a, a Michigan elk tag,
1: yeah, I'd be doing everything I could to to get it because again at the, you're not guaranteed anything, and it's it's once in a lifetime. Like, that's all you get. You get to draw well for bull. I don't know
0: about cow, but I know bull is is one bull ever, and you're done. Yep, that's it too. So yeah, I think once you uh, you can get antlerless. I'm not sure how that soul system works, but. Obviously, it's off points. You know, yeah. you could be putting it in for it for thirty years and never, you know, never get anything. Right. And then that thirty-first year, you get your yeah. antlerless tag. Right. Yeah, or it could work out like my buddy Jesse's case where he won the Pure Michigan hunt. <laughs> you can win the Pure Michigan multiple times, though, right? I believe so. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, I don't, I'm. Just yeah, I'm not. not. I'm not certain either. I just put my five bucks in the pod and hopefully I get (laughs) it. Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) But you can buy that pure Michigan hunt like an unlimited time. So Yeah, every year you can buy it. Yep. Yeah. So Yeah, again, I don't know why I've
1: never tried that. I didn't really think people wanted. to weeks for my blood—that five dollars. <laughs> and <laughs> I you are the, the first person I know that's even known anyone that's that's won it. So like, I mean,
2: I, I guess. So you have to go through a guided service. There's no way around. You have to. Yeah, that's why. Yep. that's why I was thinking. I was I'm assuming that's probably because someone
1: goes
0: up there alone, shoots a ball when they shouldn't, kind of thing, and they want to make sure that they, they want to uh, check your gut pile. The, actually, okay, so they changed things up a little bit this year they actually come out to your your kill site now and you have to mark out where you you kill your elk you have to mark it out with a flag and you have to call it in and versus before we actually took it in now they actually come out and check your kill site check your gut pile all that and make sure you're good to go i mean it's pretty it's very regulated what are they checking the gut pile for just to, i you know is there like a like maybe a, if they imagine,
2: didn't shoot two or you know I, I
1: would imagine it's more for like biology checking to see what the the elk is eating uh, um things like that i'm sure yeah um, because it's as opposed to like checking the hunter i think oh uh, okay so I, to i think i would guess to try and
0: better improve habitat in the area of where these elk are living i should have brought my elk packet in. it's in my truck right yeah. now well, it's <laughs> it, t- it shows you everything right yeah i'm
2: just i i didn't know if there was like a you know, like bear, you got to leave the gallbladder and all that. Yeah, I'm so. not positive. It's, Why do you have
1: to leave the gallbladder,
2: dude? It's, a, it's super illegal. It's like Chinese medicine, the gallbladder and a bear. Oh, it's like wow. super expensive. I think. Like I for, didn't know that either. Yeah, like one gallbladder can bring a couple hundred, like five hundred bucks or a like thousand wow. bucks or something. And it's like Chinese medicine, like rhino horn and stuff. But yeah, you ha- like you cannot Got possess ivory. <laughs> yeah, you-, you cannot possess that. How do you blood. preserve a gallbladder?
1: Like, what do you do with it? I've never. I can guarantee- Chinese medicine. I They're can tell nice. you, if I went bear hunting, and they were like dick pills. Yeah. <laughs> if I went bear hunting, and he just all of a sudden was like, "Did you get the gallbladder out?" I'd be like, "Dude, I don't even know what the gallbladder looks like." Like, just leave it all there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I could care. In about lineup, it. if
2: you had everything, I, I know a heart.
1: I'm yeah, like, no. I can show you the heart and lungs, <laughs> and that big bloated thing is a stun. elimination here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not that, not that.
1: <laughs> do you keep your heart? Uh, no, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, it tastes just like venison steak, but it, the texture, it gets me. It's
0: tough. It's if you don't cook it right,
2: odd texture. I keep mine for my buddy Chris every time, but. I have some people I, I, that
1: I, will, like, want the liver and the heart. Um, but I've never, I'm not, I've kept it a I'll couple times and it's just, and I tried it, I but not. it was, I wasn't a fan. I do not love I'm right the there
0: with you. I can't.
1: Yeah.
2: The liver's a hard no. Yeah. The hard pass, the heart, maybe, maybe
0: if you cut it up right
2: or something and didn't show me it was the heart and I can be like, Oh, this is good.
0: I feel but like it, you got to take the right steps to do it yeah. in order to cook it. Really. Yeah. I can't cook.
1: It's so. a, has got it's a chewy consistency. I Very. don't know how to explain it. I just. My, you know, the best part about shooting in the heart is no one then asks you to keep it, right? <laughs> then I don't have to keep explaining to them, like, no, I don't want to keep it because no one wants it either blown in why, half Why is or, somebody
2: gutting your deer for you?
1: No, but I always have, like, friends out there. So I always—when I shoot a deer, my favorite thing to do when I shoot a deer is call someone to come out there oh. so I can have, like, the eight-point I have on the wall, the wide one, as soon as I shot it, before I gutted it, before I did anything— Called my buddy Tyler, my buddy Brady, and I was like, hey, come on out here, check it out. And they both stopped on by. We gutted it out, and they helped me load it up. So there's always, very rarely is, am I alone at that stage of shooting a deer. Um, whether it's Lindsey Easton, my buddy Tyler, I mean, I'll call someone.
0: Well, it's all, it's hunting. I mean, <laughs> you grow up doing it. I mean, that's, you want to celebrate with your friends, your family. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm right there with you, man. Or the, like, the merrier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say, so do you guys have, like, the, like, list? Like, the first person you're going to call after you shoot a deer. Like, do you guys have
2: that, those people? I, oh, yeah. I have maybe, like. I have a handful. <laughs> I, like, my brother-in-law, if he's hunting, and um, at least I'm going to call my brother-in-law first because, you know, he's usually right across the street, or he's close by, and tell him what I don't shoot usually the most of the time. But uh, I, I think that, or other than my dad, that number the only two. What about after, you?
0: After, so I was in Illinois last year, and I was hunting Pike County the last four days of archery season, and uh, I shot a buck right before dark. And I mean, immediately after I shot, I called my fiance, and I'm just like, "Babe, just shot one! All the, I mean, I put a ton of hours in down there yeah. hunting." Yeah, and a, I shot this buck, and it's, it's not, you know, a giant by any means. I mean, it was, I was happy with it. It doesn't matter. It's a $500 yeah. tag, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that buck is coming home with me. <laughs> yeah. And she was the first person. I'm pretty sure the guy in the next mile over could hear me screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was happy. Well, that's
2: that's a good transition. Tell us a little about that.
0: So um, last year was my first year hunting Illinois, and definitely won't be my last. <laughs> um my buddy Mike, which is actually my fiance's uncle, he and my uncle are good friends together, so that's how I kind of connected with him. We ended up leasing some land in Schuyler County, and we were after this buck that we believed that was probably two hundred inches, all of, just from all the pictures that we had. And he was pretty persistent in in the food plots and in the beans at this particular property. It was only 60 acres that we leased.
1: What was the reaction the first time you, I mean, I've never clearly had a trail cam picture of a 200-inch deer. I mean, what is Dude, that reaction all, like?
0: all I thought about every day, <laughs> all day, leading up to that hunt. And I was there for two weeks. Uh, the first time I went, I went for a long weekend just to get stands up, get everything ready. We hunted, seen a good handful of deer, N- you know, nothing really that weekend. It was warm. It was just the beginning. It was like October 1st, actually, I think. And um, leading up to the rut, it was just like, all right, it's game on. It's going to happen. This buck's here. I mean, he's going to come in chasing a doe, no doubt in my mind. And we were hunting this draw that came out of this huge section of like a holler. I mean, there was just ridges down everywhere, thousands of acres of woods coming into these this field that this guy, Chris, that we leased from had. And we had a good handful of bucks that... I would have shot all day long any day but knowing that that 200 inch buck was right there I held out on all you know the bucks that I did have that I could have shot Uh, we never we never seen him never seen him once we actually ended up losing trail cam pictures of him during that time we were there never spotted him even the time you know after we left we didn't see him so we were kind of wondering if somebody else had gotten him at that point we're kind of like man are we kind of screwed we're not going to shoot this buck now and like you know, we're kind of bombing. Well, it comes first shotgun season in Illinois. The guy just south of the property that we leased ended up shooting him that that morning, and the property owner that we leased from let us know. So we were kind of like, man, you know, we got to find out who this guy is. Like we got we got to <laughs> hold this buck. It's just huge, and we you know we were so curious on how big he was. And you know, obviously for scoring bucks, you got like a sixty day dry period that you have to leave to score a buck. We knew he was over 200 inches. So, leading up to January, we actually ended up talking with this guy over Facebook and actually meet up with him. And we're holding this buck, and it is just like the heaviest antlers I've ever held in my life. Just points going everywhere. He ended up being 17 points. Just a giant of a buck. And he ended up scoring 211 inches. Oh my God. Just a stud of a buck. I mean, buck of a lifetime. I'll probably never see one that big again in my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, uh, I don't know that I've ever personally seen a deer over by 150 inches, like on the hoof, right? Um, maybe one trail cam picture ever of like a say 150 plus inch deer. So I couldn't imagine <laughs> just scrolling through pictures and then just bam,
0: 200 inch deer. Like, oh would... well, that's the thing too. I mean, there. Okay, so there was actually another buck with him. And we called him the Wrench Buck. We called the the 200 inch buck, uh, buck Thor. I mean, he just had that you know Thor look to him. Mm-hmm. And we called the other buck uh, the Wrench Buck because he had a like a split bra tine, and it actually looked like a wrench coming out of his like brow tine. It was it was crazy looking. And that buck, I bet you, was all of 160 inches. <laughs> yeah. So you're going back to that same property this year? Um. So we're gonna hunt Pike County. Okay. So the buck I shot last year, or actually this year in January, was in Pike County, okay. and it's uh, 200 acres. And the guy, what, what they do down there, all them farmers, you know, they pretty much, you know, it's like 150 bucks a day. And it's really? all, yeah, it's free range. You can go anywhere you want. You can run your four-wheeler because by that time, most the crops are pretty much down. So you're really trying to figure out where these deer are transitioning to, what they're feeding on, where they're bedding. I mean it's it's kind of tough to be honest with you, because if you don't live down there, you don't know you don't know where these deer are patterns, <laughs> you know where they're going for food. Mm-hmm. so I mean, it's kind of like a shot in the dark, really like last year I got lucky i mean i I, I figured out a spot where it looked like there was a lot you know a lot going on, big run, and I'm like, I'm putting a stand right here, and I ended up seeing deer every single day. I was there. I mean, I had a hard time getting out of the stand at night sometimes because I mean they were just like so concentrated right there. And on that la- uh, second-to-last night is when I shot that buck. And he was the only buck that had come through.
2: Yeah. I and mean,
0: everything else was does. Um, this land in Pike County is actually – it would be the fourth year for my buddy Mike that he had leased this. And he, leased a, he leases a bunch of stuff down there. And um, he shot a 160-inch buck down there. Oh. And that thing was just a giant. So I mean, do you have
1: – is it just you two or – Just us two. Just you yep. two and you guys just <clears> – <throat> You get to go down there and you have free reign of, of that section and whatnot.
0: Yeah, so kind of what the you know the shitty part of it is, our we go like for a week, but there's also other hunters that come in, you know, that prior week or the week after, and so you're dealing with other guys too because you know he's trying to make his money, pay oh, his yeah. taxes, you know, yeah. that's pretty much what I mean. Those farmers down there own so much land, any kind of money that they can make, they're gonna do it. Right. So you're kind of you're kind of fighting with that too, and you got to be able to figure out where they hunted and where so he, to stay away from. And
1: you're allowed to put trail cameras up and stuff like that. He's as soon you, as
0: you get there. Yep.
1: Okay. That, so that's not bad. I mean, it's not like you're paying, you know, five six grand to come down there and lease this. No. You
2: know, so that's that's not bad. That's not a bad deal at all. It does it change by the like the season? I imagine like rut is like more expensive or.
0: Um. Or, no. Oh. Well, actually, yes. Okay. So we pay. We paid a hundred bucks. A day for late archery. was which, which is in like January. Yeah, I think like the twentieth is our last day, and we got there like the sixteenth, and hundred for four days, and uh, so it's, it was a hundred bucks a day through the farmer that we leased through. But like yeah, during the rut, I think he's hundred fifty bucks a day. Oh, that's not too much. Uh, still, not. still isn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean no. you're in a thousand bucks for a week, and
1: I mean I know people that are paying thousands of dollars to like for a kansas lease and and stuff like that um that that to me i think is I, i don't know if i would pay that much to go like i mean we're hunting public land but yeah do you guys you guys are looking at a lot of aerial maps stuff like that like how did you find these uh places
0: so actually my like i said mike my buddy there he ended up um so it all how it all worked out was is he knows a realtor down that way. And the realtor is, you know, a big farmer realtor. He sells all the land to the farmers and everything. And that's actually how he got connected with both of the leases. So I kind of fell into it with him because he knew all that stuff down there, leases, where to go and all that. So I had a good stepping stone at least to get my you know my feet wet and get down there and know where I was going, where I wanted to hunt. Um, so as far as, like, that goes, I would get in with a realtor, to be honest with you, because that's probably your best advocate down there. Yeah. And actually, ended up becoming really good friends with a guy. His name's Nathan, and um, he had a TV show called Carter Outdoors, and they were big guides down there. So, he, not only is he a huge hunter, he's a realtor. You know, he knows the area, and he actually put us put us up in one of his houses that he has. It's a lodge for all of his hunters. It's forty bucks a night. Oh, you know, geez. so I mean, you got TV, <laughs> hot shower, washer, dryer, right? You got everything.
1: Yeah, I'm paying uh well for our there's four of us in kansas but it's 120 bucks a night yes yeah, you know but yeah. it's split between the four of us yeah i mean it it's only 30 bucks but to have a lodge in like an actual lodge i mean i'm i think we're staying in a duplex airbnb you know
0: uh that's for 40 bucks a night that's that's a steal everything down there i mean it's it was it was so fun just the experience alone Regardless of if you get a deer or not, is it's an experience of a lifetime that you got to experience. Oh, yeah. it, it's Pike County. Right? Yeah, I mean, it does it get the, any better. Yeah, right. it's a
2: legendary. <laughs> I mean, legendary county of. I mean, I'm well, I you, hunting. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like that was the
1: first county. I guess I knew when I first got into hunting. It was like, man, you're like if you ever want to go hunting anywhere, it's you want to go to Pike County, Illinois, and you're gonna shoot. Yeah, world record deer down there, Yeah, you know. It's
0: actually a triangle down there. So you got Brown, Adams, and Pike. And they call it the triangle. All three of those counties are just counties that you want to be in. Even Schuyler County, where we were at in the south end, Schuyler County is not that big. Um, that all butts up to some pretty sweet stuff down there, too. And there's a lot of big deer through there, obviously. I Did mean, you guys
1: run into, like, a lot
0: of outfitters or anything like that when you were down there? So we were at the local diner. Um, I can't remember what the town is called, a little south of a town called Detroit. And it's like a population of 100. (laughs) I mean, these towns are really small. And um, there was some outfitters in there, and they were all really cool, you know, laid-back guys, just shooting the shit, all about hunting. So that was the only run-in I ever had down there. But that was late season in Pike when I was there. When I was in um, Schuyler County, this is kind of a cool, interesting fact, the Drury brothers actually have a farm about three miles away from where I was on.
1: Is that where they shot their 200-inch deer?
0: I don't know if yeah, – yeah, that's they, where they, the they sh- yeah. Yeah, they shot yes.
1: one of their – I want to say both of their 200 – Was it the, the dagger? They had danger, and then they had bucktober. Both oh, of them okay. were, I think, shot within a year apart, but they were in Illinois. Yep.
0: Yeah, so their, their farm is actually – it's a little town called uh, – what the heck is the name? Pe- Peoria.
1: Oh, Peoria. Yeah, Something Peoria. like that.
0: Yeah. So they're not far from where we were hunting, about three miles. As That's kind of cool. Yeah. The farmer that we released from, he's like, yeah, Drake Brothers, they got a farm about three miles away. And we're like, what? Yeah. We took a drive by it. I mean, this place is a sick,
1: 1,200 acre. I don't know how big it is. It's big. Huge
0: pond out in the front. They're taking fish, too. You know, so they're not just hunting, they're fishing and killing time there. But But, yeah, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure. I mean, I can't say it's that property specific, but I want to say both of those bucks were taken in Illinois. And then their daughter, Taylor, shot like another. 180 190 Mm. i mean God, wouldn't that be nice to live
0: that life (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm
2: I'm there but you just gotta take the the one off yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we live in michigan yeah
2: yeah yeah it would be a lot different if we
1: were able to manage you know if we had 1200 acres to just specifically manage but i mean they also have an idea of what they're doing yeah they're mad scientist. to grow deer He's,
2: that's literally his nickname the mad scientist
1: yeah to grow deer to 200 180 190 inches that you're consistently getting shots at you got to know how to shoot deer oh like, yeah, you gotta sure. you gotta you gotta know deer hunting to you do that get that
0: buck fever <laughs> i mean that was yeah. my biggest fear but, when hunting that 200 inch buck was but they've been this,
2: hustling though
0: if this thing comes in I don't know if I'm going be able to calm my nerves. I would be –
1: I don't know how I would control anything. Like sleeping the, the night before the first time you're hunting a property with a 200-inch deer, man, I would be
0: – Everything you just, hear, you think it's that buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, yeah, I couldn't imagine like if it ever stepped out, right? Like if, if that buck steps out at 200 yards, like I'm freaking out. That buck steps out at 20 yards, like
0: I'm on a different level. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> you're just making sure you can calm your nerves and not look at those antlers right. when you're trying to yeah. shoot.
2: <laughs> I would probably come unglued after I shot oh, a 200-inch oh, deer. Oh, God. Yeah. I said if I ever shot, like, a 200-inch deer, I'm spiking my bow. Just <laughs> straight, <laughs> boom, to the ground. Taking off my camo, going, pff, game Just to over. Just see the
0: deer get up and run. <laughs> <laughs> two feet over the back. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm spiking my bow again. Yeah, I can, yeah. Either way, my bow is going to get spiked if I shoot a uh, 200. <laughs>
1: hey, I a 200-inch uh, deer. I can tell you the amount of people I would probably have tracking that deer with me because I'd be well, – could you imagine? I mean, just walking up on. I don't it, even like, know if I would. I don't even be like. Oh man! Uh, I think it would depend on if, like the shot, right? Like if I know like twenty yards and I drilled it, or if I watched it go down. Oh, oh man! I'm be, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be. I could imagine
2: trying to call my wife, and she'd be like, what well, "Can you just like? Uh, are you a, like? Do I need to call an ambulance? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you got going on over there?" So when you're out in Illinois, I mean, you he had the lease and all that, but uh, was there a lot of public out there? or No. No,
0: I mean, there is certain areas of public, but it's not you know there there's a lot of big deer in Illinois to begin with, but the- the most of the public land is you know like east, and there's some um I can't remember the town i mean it's been been a year now, but um, there's some in that little town northeast about an hour where we were, but not a lot i mean is there's not a lot of public at all. I know there's one section in Pike County that just became and i want to say it's like a 200 acre section
2: oh gee there's probably 40 50 people on that Mm -hmm.
0: but i don't know if it's open to the public yet because when i was there it wasn't it was still you know in the works but other than that there's nothing
1: yeah pike county illinois is probably not the easiest place to get into to hunt whether it be leasing or buying land like unless you're paying an outfitter because i mean that was before Outfitters were, I guess, as big as they are today, like Pike. I think that's all you heard is Pike County, Illinois. Pike County, Illinois, and so then it got. I mean, they're just loaded with outfitters and and leases that are kind of taking over. Um, so the fact that you get to hunt down there, I think, is is pretty pretty it's awesome. awesome.
0: It's an awesome experience, I tell you. It's uh, you know, one thing that Mike told me when I started talking to him about going down there is you're going to get addicted and you're going <laughs> to want to come back it's not just a one-year thing it's an every year thing because the the terrain and the way you hunt down there is completely different than we know it here in michigan i mean it's just different yeah, ball game
1: that's how i felt uh or how i feel without just out-of-state hunting in general like oh, i sure. i went to ohio drastically different and after the first year i didn't even get anything after the first year i was like like i'm gonna go back and then the last couple years i haven't gone out of state and i mean i've had luck here in michigan but there's just something different about getting together with your buddies going to a new new area and just learning and then spending the week bullshitting and you know sharing stories and getting on deer and stuff like that there's just not much quite like that it's it's so much fun
0: the camaraderie is is half of it It yeah is Mm -hmm. you go with a good group of guys you have fun doing it regardless if you get get something or not it's just about being there and being with your buddies and
1: yeah i'm trying to get joe to go but he keeps telling me i'm not cool enough (laughs) (laughs) he didn't oh
2: man i already told it multiple times but
1: you want to, so he's going to, he's talking about how he was going to buy a Kansas over counter tag,
2: it's a draw state, so it didn't work
0: out. Whatever. But,
2: I, I got two weeks off. I took, well, I didn't even request it. I said in the email, I said, I'm taking <laughs> these two weeks off. So I'm going to do a week up north with my dad. I always do a week with my dad and um, no big bucks up there. And, but uh, I got one week and I really don't know where I'm going to go. So either Indiana, Ohio.
0: Let's go to Ohio. I got the camper. Let's go.
1: I'm <laughs> telling you, Ohio, if, you, if you've so got for, for the, I think the tag's 250 bucks. I don't even think it's
2: a price tag. To be but I'm
1: just saying, like, so for for a $250 price tag Maybe over Megan's the Maybe Megan's listening.
2: Megan might be listening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. megan it's only a
0: twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars. <laughs> um, two fifty includes the gas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and know, lodging. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> to, to get down there, I, I'm, I'm dead set. I can, I can show you right now. I mean, like I said, I went down there for two years. I shot hundred and twenty inch deer. The other guy I was with, he shot two hundred and forty inch deer. The other guy was, I don't even know if he was a hundred yards off the road. He he might only been. 100 150 yards off the road shot 100 inch nine point um you know he had his own limitations that's why he couldn't go farther back but i mean you had it done your chances of shooting 120 plus inch deer on public land in ohio are are there um if you go where i go or where i went um your first reaction is going to be uh,
0: what I guess. Why didn't I work out before I came here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Have you been to Ohio before?
0: I have. N- I've been to Ohio, but I've never hunted.
2: Oh, Ohio. okay. I was going to say, I don't know if I would on the, you would recommend going west, right? Southern? So from what
1: uh, I've heard, well, obviously southern. Southern. the south part of Ohio is, I think, where you want to go. Or Kentucky, like Shawnee. Yeah. But um, if you go a little bit farther, so where I was at, you have a larger amount of public land but it's very hard to to navigate through like you don't have any cell phone service to get like your your phone out and start saying oh i need the road is here i need to go here or something like that you don't have that i got a garmin i got an in reach so i don't well that might benefit you because there are
0: sounds like you're coming with us yeah
1: (laughs) there's not a lot of people that are going to walk you know i mean i shot my buck i shot my buck about a mile back but we took a logging trail so we could it was kind of a little bit easier access but other places you're you know i i seen a 150 inch bucks 300 yards off the road where i went and set up just because you know i got we got nervous right like we walked in every day when it was daylight cuz you go up and over a hill and it it looks the exact same nothing is different and you get turned around and oh, yeah. you're in 30,000 acres of yeah, you don't land. Want to get lost like down there. you're talking, ten miles till the next road, up and over hills. Like you're, you get lost
2: down there. It's gonna be a bad time. So uh, that's how Wyoming was. I mean, you yeah, just, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have cell service or nothing. You, <laughs> right. you got to
0: have some sort of GPS. Yeah, yeah, out
2: there, I had my InReach, and Anna had. Uh, well, I had some, but uh, we actually switched camps on us. So I had a uh, Onyx offline map save but it didn't really do too much but i live by my in reach out there because like like the horses would we'd go in their horseback in and then th- they would take the horses out when we, you would sit and then you would have to walk out well they like yeah just follow the horse chair
0: <laughs>
2: down a mountain. <laughs> you're just like pitch dark and shit's coming around and like oh man yeah if
1: you had that i can tell you right now you'd be able to get on deer i mean there are deer out there that are probably far enough back that haven't seen a person all year right like i mean they're because just to get back you got to be a different type of person to get a mile back into some of these just to hunt the evening hunt yeah (laughs) yeah i know just like just
2: get there like five
0: o'clock your chances better like did you go during the rut yeah, I would
1: definitely recommend going either that first or second week in November. I, so deer the down there are v- very, very different than here, right? Like they're a lot more aggressive. They're, I mean, I tell you, I've seen more bucks and does down there, and you're not going to see a ton of deer, but generally when you do it, it's pretty good. You um, get
2: a buck and doe tag.
1: It's an either sex tag. You only get one though. Well, you can get one. You get one buck. But then you can literally go back. The 250 bucks will get you the one buck. Say you shoot a buck, and then you want to go get a doe. I think the doe tag is only
2: like 20 or 30 You can't bucks. just have both, or do you have to, you have to earn a, bu- oh, no, that be not, earn a no, buck? I don't know. It's not. No,
1: I think it just – so it's just a piece of paper they print out. It's not like a tag. And if I recall, it just says either sex on it. I know I didn't have an antlerless tag, but I know that once you get that deer, you can go buy another tag but it's only, like, the 20 bucks or something like that. It's not expensive at all. Yeah, Um. But I can tell you, if you shot a doe out there, it, you, I don't know that it would be fun. Like, it's not fun dragging a big buck out, but, you know, you got the gratitude of the... You go down there and shoot a buck if you yeah. go down there. Yeah, I mean...
0: You could shoot does here for days. <laughs> yeah. Michigan, I mean, just is loaded with does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something crazy, too, to even talk about. Uh, when I went down to Illinois, there's not a lot of does either down there. Yeah, really? I think I mean,
1: I've seen one doe in Ohio.
0: The buck-to-doe ratio is pretty, you know, it's crazy. You see, I've seen more bucks than I did does down there. Mm. And I've seen some giants, giants, you know, driving around at night because – I mean, that's what you do at night. You don't have nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go see if we can't find some bucks, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Hadley Creek Outfitters. Mm-hmm. So they're an outfitter down there, and we drove through that area. And I seen this 100, had to have been like 170, 180 inch, 12 point. Just perfect, typical, long tines. It's one of those bucks you just dream about shooting. And, I mean, it was just like, it's like clockwork down there, dude. They're everywhere. They're running around everywhere. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm excited um, about Kansas. I will say, in Ohio, where I went, you can't. I wouldn't waste your time driving around tonight. It's all hardwoods. You don't have any. There, there are no fields. Like you're, you're not, you're not posting up on a field. I can tell you that. Um, so it's a lot harder to just drive around and find them. But there was, heck, one day we had a 150, 160 class buck come out of the. Um, drainage or the like the creek bottom on one side almost run into us run down a road after a doe when we were down the the second year
0: didn't even care you were there
1: nope all it did is it realized there was a vehicle there and and it it actually only turned because the doe turned to to not to avoid running into us that's um but yeah and like some of the other guys they've talked about like they've been just walking around scouting and just walk up on two bucks just fighting it at the, at the bottom of this draw you know and things like that like it's just different right uh, the deer almost seem to be a little bit less on edge than what we're used to um and they are very much more aggressive and i would say more apt to come into calls in my experience from everyone i've
0: calling's fun
1: i mean yeah how much you guys are
2: called but <laughs> i Joe, love the grunt call yeah <laughs> Maybe it's different out there. It's different. I imagine it's different because I I hear like I listen to other podcasts and they're out there and they fucking love that grunt. I don't know about rattling, but they say like grunting at them just drives them nuts sometimes.
0: So I started grunting here in Michigan probably, you know, three years ago is really when I started using a grunt. And I remember one year I was out on my property in Bath, and I had it was October first. I'm up in the tree stand. I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to try to give it a little, you know, little grunt sequence here. And I had this little, like, five-point come out of nowhere. I had just hung up my call, and I look up. There's a five-point running into me, like, looking around, like, we're, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's the first time it, uh, grunting has ever worked for me, ever out uh, hunting.
1: It's so, I would in say, Michigan, in I should Michigan, say. Yeah. it's so different, right? Like, so when I was in Ohio, every deer I ever grunted at, including I had one completely downwind to me. Um, and he still like wanted to come, like he came in, he'd smell me and he kind of like kind of moved back. And then, um, I hit it again and he came back in, but he, after a couple of times he knew like, I'm going to end up dead about I walk right. <laughs> like, but you know, every one, every buck I've ever encountered down there that I've hit w- at with a grunt call or even just blind called, um, it seemed to come in and at least investigate like i had a that 150 i grunted him down out of a clear cut and he came to within about 30 yards but he stayed in the clear cut but he came to investigate to see what was there and he was looking down and he didn't see anything and that's why he moved back up but deer in michigan most certainly don't act like that i've i've had I mean, I've had them do that. I've had deer in Michigan literally just, boom, I mean, come running right to my tree. But I would say more often than not, they will look and it varies day to day, I think. But in my experience, they kind of like look around and then go back to whatever Their doe is here in michigan yeah. they better they're smart well, yeah there's generally the pressure we have 10 does around so they generally just go and and look for that right they don't so i don't really rattle i actually rattled in my first deer ever this year in michigan um in a little three point he came right to the base of my tree but uh yeah it's just they the reaction that out of michigan deer is is so much different than uh what i experienced in ohio and um not sure how Kansas will be, but I'm sh- I'm I'll all but guarantee it's gonna be drastically different.
0: Oh, you're gonna have a good time out there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those states, it's just like Iowa, you know, like it's pretty much you're gonna see at least see something that's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if you uh Speaking of Iowa, you ever put in for any Iowa
2: points?
0: I haven't. I never have, and I probably kicked myself in the ass because I. I'm probably trying don't. to convince yeah. Joe
2: here to hold off. Yeah, I got three years. Yeah, I just and, put and my, I forgot to do it this year. So yeah. you,
0: what do you get a tag at four years? It's
2: it's you was but uh, I heard some people with four years. I know. Get a, get a, so I don't get know old.
1: specifically someone. So the guy that does my taxidermy. He drew an Iowa tag at 4 years, at 4 points. The person he was supposed to go with also had 4 points, didn't get drawn.
0: Oh, kidding.
2: Okay. So, so, can
0: you refuse your tag or do you have to go once you get your tag? I don't know. I didn't I don't ask. know. Uh, he...
2: Some states are different. Some states you can if you get like put on a reserve, you know what I mean, and then like there's a like a list and then it goes to you and then you go, "Oh no, they don't take your points." But I don't know. But I didn't lose my points cuz I didn't apply they they bank them and all that so
0: it's just like michigan then yeah like elk and i think
2: you have to do it maybe like maybe six years i think or something like that gotcha. then you maybe lose them but I, like like i checked mine and i didn't lose them i still have them but so but he wants to go so i'm in a dilemma do i try getting the tag next year or just take the preference point or i already
1: got this figured out for you you could just come down to Kansas, not go to Iowa. What if
2: I don't get a Kansas tag because they sold out this year?
1: Well, I mean, if I have four guys. If one of them decides they're not coming back, then we just add you on to the Marty? group. Yeah. Oh.
2: Worst case scenario. He I just mean, doesn't want to go to Iowa <laughs> by himself, so he's making me hold have
1: out. I have one of the guys I'm going to Kansas with that's put it, put in with me. I just wanted to go with you. Oh.
2: Well, we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. I think it's
0: always fun, you know, having a buddy there anyways. It's, it's fun right. In Iowa. I couldn't they imagine like
1: giant. the yeah, my the guy that does my tag stream, it's my buddy there, he's like, I'm just gonna go by myself. I'm like, Man, like yeah, it's gonna be cool. You're gonna see giant bucks, you're gonna shoot a big buck, but damn, like who's by you, yourself? Who do you talk to all day, right? <laughs> yeah, like right? you know, I mean, so it's uh I don't I don't know if I would go by myself. But I I well I, that's a lie. if I drew an Iowa tag and for some weird reason the people I'm with didn't I'm going. I'm probably going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm missing going. that opportunity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Joe, put in for the point next year. Just go. <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: so, I mean, you
0: got everything here in Michigan all set up. You ready for next weekend? I've got a few spots to still kind of scout out. You know, that's kind of my plan for next week, at least for one day to, you know, some public spots. Um but other than that, I'm pretty pretty squared away. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty ready.
2: You get a uh, what tactics? Are you get a lot of presets? You think this year, or a little hanging hunts? I'm or? gonna do
0: a lot of hanging hunts. Yeah, that's kind of my goal this year. Um, you know, hit a lot of different pieces, do a lot of hanging hunts, go the extra mile. You know, that somebody else isn't willing to take. Right, and try to get it done that way. I think it's just gonna be an interesting year. You know, it's a different type of hunting. I'm so used to, you know, going out to the private land, having my stuff already set up, knowing what's gonna be there. I think the uh, you know, the excitement of going to a different spot and not knowing is yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be, you know
1: what advantage. kind of setup are you using? I mean
0: So I have the Hawk sticks, the you know, the real light aluminum, three and a half pound, you know, deal. Yeah. And then I have just uh this a uh, muddy uh a, okay a stand now is it like it's like the, 12 and a half pounds
1: okay
2: so it, it's pretty similar to this uh, my
0: yeah is it so. the cloth seat one or yeah
2: yeah them are really comfy do you have
1: uh yeah. yeah i have one one of the out of my place uh not jt my, bought but, one too right yeah he got the same one i got yep. yeah um now do you have like backpack straps or
0: um i'm gonna end up putting back backpack straps on my stand and then attaching my climbing sticks to that. But I also have a backpack, you know, I could also throw everything on the oh. back side of it. So I'm
1: so excited. So Joe taught me this. So Joe's the one who talked me into the XOP stand. Cause he's got one.
2: And, uh, I told him he could use it. Cause I got a, a loan with custom. And I was like, you can use it. He's like, no, and he just buys the And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> could use, but whatever. yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah, I'll tell you. XOP has these backpack straps, nice. and you need to, for like, I think they're like thirty bucks. I'll well bring them that? out. I'll bring them out. Uh, they're in my truck because uh, I actually use them to move one of my stands.
2: Yeah, they're really nice for like Man, movement stands too.
1: They are. Yeah, I would highly recommend getting one. And then the guy I'm going down to Kansas with also bought a, an XOP stand. And he has been doing tons of research on, like, um, how to pack things in, how to do all, like, all these, like, uh, different things for the XOP stands. And, uh, he's got, I'll have to show you the pictures he sent me. He's got quite the setup, but his backpack will actually sit right on his seat. So that way he can just attach a backpack right to the seat. And, uh, that's smart. He's golden there. And and now you don't have to worry too much about the backpack getting in the way.
0: Do you guys, um, experiment with ozonics
1: i don't so actually i know people at home can't it's see their closet over here The little closet this little thing right there is an ozone generator um i just can't see it's like 400 bucks for the one that's on the tree i don't know i just have a hard time throwing that out there for for that but i do i do believe that the ozone does work i, I actually i i'm pretty confident that it does work it does help just the, putting it in the, the the one the Ozonics on the tree. I have a I, I
0: can't I can't see myself pulling the trigger no. on that. So that's kind of uh, last year I pulled the trigger on one. I bought the HR three hundred, and um, <clears throat> that's my my main concern. You know, with packing in, is you know I got the Ozonics, I got my stand, I got my sticks, and then you got your bow hanger, and whatever miscellaneous you got snacks or whatever. You know, you're gonna want to put them in a bag so they're quiet when you're walking out. So that's my main concern as far as being mobile is trying to be light as possible because if I'm walking in deep, I'm not trying to be sweating by the time I get to my tree stand. Yeah, that's well, I mean, when we're in Kansas, they're going to be all-day
1: sets. So I'm going to have all of that, um, you know, my sticks and my stand set up. And then, I mean, I'm going to have drink and food for all day. Um, I'm thinking about just getting a bigger backpack and then just kind of taking off like the heavier layers to walk in and to help alleviate some of that. Cause ultimately, I mean, when you're, you're backpacking in 60 pounds worth of stuff, like it's, I don't care how slow you're gonna you be walk. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um,
2: in my eyes, carrying I'm, a ball too, you
0: know, yeah. Yeah. at the same time,
2: uh, with the Ozonics is it's like, cause I do a lot of self filming and all that. That's just like that Ozonics or, yeah the hosonics would be one more thing I would have to set up so like after like so many like 10 sits, you're like <laughs> every time setting
0: it up, it's just like, oh man I have mixed reviews on it anyways but you know to begin with um so there's stand mode and then there's like blind mode so when you're in the stand, it's like you know your fan's working harder and right. it's kind of loud right. I it? mean when you're when it's right above your head, that's kind of all you hear is the fan. And you can smell it too. though on that. It's oh going yeah, out. if
1: I turn that on, <laughs> if I turn that on, you wouldn't smell it today. But like, say we went upstairs for about an hour and come back down, and I open that thing up, man, it's it's a weird smell. I don't too. even like, know how to explain. It's almost the like smell. a the smell after a rain. Yes, there you go. That's, That's the, ex- that is without a doubt the best way to explain. Yes, it. yes, for sure. Because uh, I remember the first time I smelled it, I was like, "What the hell is that?" You know, but.
0: You know, I mean, so have you had it like run ins with deer while you were running it? So, I mean, it's not loud enough, I would say, for a deer to spook a deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main concern is, you know, if it is kind of wet out, you know, the leaves aren't really that loud, and I have a hard time hearing as it is, anyways, right. um, you're not hearing much because that fan's right above you, and that's kind of it takes away from everything else that you're yeah. hearing. And that's the main, you know, main thing I don't like about it, my dislike. Maybe I need to mount it in a different way, you know, behind me more. or I don't know. They tell you to put it above you. That way it puts yeah, kind of like a right. shield around you. So that's my main concern about it. Other than that, I think it works, you know, pretty decent. I've had deer downwind for me, not wind me, but they're also, you know, 60, 70 yards out. And
2: could be your thermals. It could taken.
0: be the thermals. It could be, you know, that everything's getting pulled down. Right. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I like the, you know, the fact that you can, like, what the hunting the public do, you know, they get the little cotton, you know, deal or whatever, you know, what it is. They throw down and check where the wind's going. Oh, milkweed? Milkweed, yeah. So I, to go on that, so
1: I actually, so one of the guys I'm going to Kansas with, uh, his name's Mike Hemby. We talk pretty regularly. He, he's the one who owns a property in Corona where I shot both my bucks last year, and he spent a bunch of time, since we decided to go on this Kansas trip, just learn about hunting and uh, just just studying hunting. And he said something to me the other day because a lot of people use milkweed. Well, where we hunt in Corona, it's all swamps. So what it has is cattails. And he's uh, he said, you know, I think that if you just took the top off of them cattails, you know, when you spin it and it like shoots out, he goes and then collect all that it would work the same. So we're actually going to, I'm going to be trying that this year. Uh, Absolutely. Because I like, I just never thought of that. You know, I, I've okay, heard of the milkweed. Stinky weed. though.
2: What do you mean? You. What do you mean? Sticky? No, stinky. Cattails. You ever smoke cattails? They stink. <laughs> no, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't what do you smoke. do? You smell some
0: cattails? <laughs> I was a kid. I ran around. Cat-tails. <laughs> you just, I mean, I guess
1: I'll let you know because I'm going to go get like a Ziploc baggie. I'm just going to rip the top off, Ziploc baggie and
0: Crush Maybe put it, it in up. there and get the ozone smell away from yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I don't ozone, know. Ozone your cattail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I find it odd that you thought they would smell. I'll ask you. Have you, you
2: ever smoked out i smell, a, a smell one now. <laughs> I know. Now I'm intrigued. you like, never never like, smelled like a cattail marsh or anything like that? No, I've smelled the... I hunt one, and it smells terrible when
1: I
0: step in the disgusting Exactly, because it's fucking the cattails. <laughs> but
1: I don't sniff... The, the cattails have no smell at oh, all. Whatever, this or, is the
0: first I've ever heard of this. Okay. <laughs> so, well, but now I'm going to be smelling cattails, and I'm going to message you and say, dude, yeah, these things stink. <laughs> yeah, these
1: things smell terrible. So, Switching to milkweed. <laughs> yeah, but no, we're going to try the cattail. He, he brought it up to me the other day, and I was like, you know what? Like, Because... I don't ever know where to find the milkweed. like, And I'm not... He Like, he bought some online, and I'm like, I'm not buying you, yeah, I'm <laughs> not so yeah. online.
2: But I will tell you this, how you pick milkweed, because milkweed is kind of... It's not super hard to find. It's in, like,
1: a pod, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yep. You don't pick the green pods. You always pick the cracked brown pods or all that. So you can get milkweed from the green pods, but you're supposed to pick the brown pods because they're more ready and all that, and it, it actually... They they float better. The other ones are still kind of wet. The green ones are wet. And you want the actual seeds. When they're brown, the seeds are actually mature. And then when you do float them, it will hopefully germinate and then make more milkweed. And then the green ones, the seeds aren't right. So it won't, won't I can't even find it, let alone that deep Well, you don't it. even know what cattail smell like, so I don't think you know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you need but, to get biology book uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, I'll let you know if the cattail Yeah, I don't works. think I've ever seen a milkweed tree, to be honest. It's
1: not a tree. It's a weed.
2: Whatever.
0: <laughs> milkweed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it grows like this tall. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a bush. You go that? out to a CRP field uh, and see if yeah. you can't find something. Right. Like <laughs> So, well, that's a good idea about the cocktails. Though. I mean, oh no, yeah, he
1: brought that up, and I was like, "Man, that is genius. aren't they a
0: little heavier though than like a milkweed?" I mean, well, they yeah, because gonna...
1: they're probably like a little bit wet. But I mean, they—I uh, would imagine, you know—I bring it inside and
0: uh, dry, maybe it, dry out it out. But whatever,
1: like, yeah. I know, I mean, if you've ever taken the the cocktail yeah. right and you spin it, and it just shoots out, and Everywhere. they just kind of go up and just float, right? So th- the idea is, it's going to work the exact same. I- I'll be—I'll let you know because yeah. as soon as he told me, I was like. Well, I don't know where to find milkweed, and I'm not going to go just searching, and I'm not buying it online, so I'm gonna, I'll try this cattail, you know. and The cattail thing sounds like it'll work, so well, I'll hell, give it a shot. hell, there's cattails everywhere
2: in Michigan. Yeah, and you're, <laughs> right. you're not going to run out of those. Yeah. So are you Googling if they smell? No. No, keep talking. I'm Googling how much milkweed it would cost. He said
1: it's like $5. He's, he bought it online for like 5 bucks. Oh. I mean, it's not like it's uh um, it's not like it's high money. Like you're not gonna go
2: this website <laughs> genuine milkweed. <laughs> oh, you can buy milkweed from Amazon. Yeah, that's where he got it. He's an Amazon shopper. He,
1: that's he so Amazon. he got me. He got me something like a hundred dollars or something crazy off this XOP setup by getting it from Amazon.
2: Hundred dollars off of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know exactly how he did it. He well, my wife's the one who bought it for me. But so he she told, he told her. But, to get. Yeah, and he sent her all the are, stuff. Are you
2: going to do the side mounts on that? <sighs> well,
1: you know, you complained to me about how they were going to be out of stock, and I should have got them, and I should have done this. No, and... not
2: on the side one. I said the offset bracket. Well, funny story, offset bracket's
1: sitting right there. I got that ordered. The side bra- brackets are...
0: Out of stock. Mm. So no. that is a sweet stand, though. To begin with. <laughs> I mean, that thing just looks badass just looking at it. <laughs> so
1: yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'll show you later. Yeah. I'm gonna set them up a little bit differently. So, are you looking at? Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, that was a little buzzy, but uh so yeah, I'll let you know how the milk or the cattail works. Yeah.
0: It seems like... What about the little helicopters that, you know, you always get? Yeah, I don't know. Just just (laughs) carrying dandelions around.
2: What's a white dandelion called? Dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just blow on them? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it kind of like milkweed? Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: milkweed. That's That's our
0: dandelion. Yeah, we try to,
2: like, blow on it, so it's not going to give you an accurate... Just... The wind will eventually pick it up. Well.
1: Yeah, on like a nice strong windy day, but I'm trying to figure out on a calm day where everything's going, so it's such a smart
0: tactic to do too. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I, I carry mean. a puffer, so
1: Right. <laughs> but the thing is with the puffer is like it only gives you a wind direction, right? The milkweed oh, gives for you thermal. your thermals. You know, oh, okay. it, it can if show you down or eighty yards up. what's what's going on. Whereas like there have been times like I've had the wind, what I thought was in my favor, and a deer not anywhere near downwind and bust me, and I'm like, what in the world, you know, and uh, come to find out now, like, that's what's going on. Like, it's going down, you know, 60 yards and then swirling back around,
2: and it's going right to that deer at that point, so. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I remember when, you know, like, listen to podcasts and stuff and they're talking about thermals i was like fuck i don't even understand wind now i gotta (laughs) know something else
0: it's just something you know as a a hunter as you learn as time goes on just being more you know smarter playing the wind you know figuring out where your deer are and you know trying to get around them and i mean even being in a stand i mean your wind's gonna change i mean it's michigan it's 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 when Right. And like Kansas, I mean, you're going to have a hell of a time down there. Yeah, it's going to be
2: windy. Yeah, that's gonna be real I think windy. 15 miles an hour is like the average. Like I mean, day.
1: I don't know. I try to tell myself it won't be that bad because I've watched a bunch of videos and they don't make it seem like it's that windy all the time. But everyone I've talked to, they're like, yeah, it's going to be windy. Like
0: It's going to swirl like, a lot. Yeah, a 30-mile-an-hour oh,
1: yeah. wind here, I'd be like, i eh, probably not going to waste my time going out and down right. there. Well, we're going hunting. It's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I guess you better sit in a tree that's pretty big so maybe it knocks some of it down. I don't know. We'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'm expecting some wind down there, but who knows? We may, we'll, we'll get on something.
0: Dude, you're gonna you're gonna shoot a big one. I oh, hope there's so. There's a lot of can, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're all gonna shoot one. Uh, well, yeah. You have to just get the
2: bow off the hook, buddy.
0: So what what's your number one hit list, Buck? I mean, what's I, he looking like?
2: I don't really. Okay, I have one from last year, and um, I, no one shot. I don't think anybody shot him. We don't. I haven't confirmed that. Uh, because I would have heard somebody that shot around here, and I heard uh, people say that they seen a big one. So. He was probably like one fifty. What do you think? One fifty-five last year. The kokan. Yeah, I, that's a hundred fifty-inch deer. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think he was one hundred and fifty last year. So Dang. I think he might have been four and a half, but. Uh, if he lived, then that one. I, I threw my whole season away for him. Like uh, I, what, yeah, yeah, he would send me videos of 120-inch deer he's letting walk specifically for yeah. this deer. And, and I was, I was like, like, dude, just shoot them. I know. Like, <laughs> you got two tags. You know? <laughs> I was just like, dude, I, this was like this deer or nothing. And my brother-in-law, he sent me a, a picture like the third day he, or like three days later from his trail camera. He's like, hey, that big one's gone down this tree line two days in a row in daylight. I'm like,
0: Oh, i like sick. Sick.
2: <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I'm calling it the next day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm missing it. But yeah, I would say he would be my biggest one or, or would be my hit list. So I haven't confirmed, I haven't seen eyes on him. It's kind of weird this year. You know, the 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 crops are really dry, so they're taking they a are. whole thing. And um, our farmer did winter wheat. So oh, that kind of screwed you. Up. Yeah, we had beans last year. So, and all the neighbors have beans and corn. So, like,
0: Did you guys notice, uh, you know, pre-scouting all the cut wheat fields this year, all the bucks that were in those? Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. The amount of bucks I've seen this year has been more than I've seen in a long time. I think there's Uh, a lot of bucks this year.
1: Um, My wife and I just took the kid around a couple times, and, uh, man, we ran into a bunch of deer. We came up on her grandparents' property one day, and there was at least, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, 10 to 15 different bucks together in one field uh one 130 140 inch eight or 10 point 120 and twenty-inch. i mean and they were just all together um it's not hard to find bucks i mean no even you know the places i've got i've got a lot of bucks on trail camera even the place in corona where i'm not used to getting a ton of bucks this time of year you know last time i pulled the trail camera i had uh, three or four decent bucks on there, so maybe that's a good sign.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've
0: seen more bucks this year than I have in, uh, you know, a long time. I think a lot more guys in Michigan are getting on track with, the, you know, the QDMA, you know, trying to manage oh, their yeah. properties. And, I mean, you still get a handful. I mean, it's it's haunting. You're going right. to shoot what you want, and I don't have anything against that at all. Shoot what you want. If that, like Ted Newton said, that spike makes you happy, shoot it. Uh, yeah. Shoot the damn deer, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: So yeah, no, I, I think for sure people are getting more, towards, our generation, is a lot more geared towards the QDMA, right? Because when we were in high school, people didn't really talk about it a ton. Like they were like, oh, cool. It's kind know? of like, becoming a thing. Yeah, but I know as I've gotten older, in the last ten years, I've noticed a drastic shift in. People a just trying to change policy in Michigan to either go to one buck or antler point restrictions to to force I guess that kind of QDMA, but a lot of people. I mean, I would say ninety percent of the people I talk to are, we're you know we're going to shoot eights or bigger. You know we're gonna we're gonna do this or,
2: and we're gonna take more does. Um, which That's when I, key in Michigan, yeah. yeah when I first really started, is. yeah. I, our one property that we leased is the hunter i mean the farmer doesn't want no dough's token and oh geez dude i can show you that's hurting the property <laughs> dude I, I know they don't care i mean but i mean I, i'll still haunt it but dude i have videos of like 70 80 all dough.
0: a property that i haunted over actually not too far from where he haunts on garrison out in that way south damn you're, he just blew your spot up you're gone i'm not worried about it. <laughs> Harrison's a big road <laughs> yeah no yeah. no you're fine um there, there's tons it, of the nor- out there. oh the norm is 30 to 40 deer i mean it would be weird if i didn't see 30 to. like 40 it's dogs. it's so nice like
1: i've talked to a couple of people and i'm like yeah it's nothing to see 50 deer a night it's like, not no you know and it, they're like there's no way like no dude, i, I will oh, watch yeah. the, these deer just pot like it, late season you sit on a field out in that area Deer, you'll see fifty deer pile onto a field like, yeah, like an move. hour before
2: it gets dark. And some people are like, "Dude, that's so awesome!" And then you're like, "Sometimes when you're like,
1: like, like yes and no, you know, it's, November first, it's not awesome." No, not. Not. <laughs> I don't think it's, dude. Bucks don't move. <laughs> yeah, they don't move.
2: <laughs> and then it's a like forty sets of eyes right on you if you make one step, but uh, they're gonna catch you. That
0: was our goal last year was to take out some does, and we ended up shooting six does last yeah,
2: year. Yeah, first year we hunted that property
1: in Corona, we shot. Six or seven. We last year we ran into the opposite problem. So we knew where they were at, but only the bucks kept coming over to us. Oh jeez! Right? So like we didn't really get. I think we had like a good killed, problem. To have. Yeah, well, right. But they yeah, were I'm sucks. not saying like they weren't. like... <laughs> there was a lot of year and a half year old bucks. I mean, I I passed so many. Everyone that hunted out there passed at least I'd say five or six different year and a half year old bucks. Um, we ended up killing two does out there last year. So who knows? I know the first two weeks I'm a little hampered up nice dough walks by oh yeah She's, it's I, dough time for yeah i've already a got day. one guy that wants two does for his dad so i'm fixing to go get my dough tag and so
2: do you, it so you're not opposed opening day oh yeah to absolutely take smoking a dough.
1: yeah i probably not um i think the first two i want to say i haven't done a good job checking the weather but my buddy showed me that it might get cold one morning i might let him go that morning i'm hoping that bucks get up um but in Corona right now, I have a lot more does than I have bucks, and I'm expecting that to change the second week of October. So for me to shoot a doe out there, not a big deal. Now, if I was hunting the property in Ovid, no chance. I mean, the, the, the bucks I have, the amount of good bucks I have, and the fact that the corn is still up is the main reason they're still there.
0: I would hold off on a doe there. Oh, for there. sure. And that's kind of you know what I have in my opinion, too. I have my doe spots, mm-hmm. and I have my buck spots. You know, if I'm – I'm if first week October, I'm hunting my doe spots just because usually that's the time I always try to put a doe down. Right. Get some meat in the freezer, and then after that, I'm focusing on getting a buck. Yep.
1: And then, yeah, I'll – yeah, mine's the same way. The first two weeks, like, if a nice doe steps out, um, depending on – I mean, it, it does depend on what I have on camera, right? Like, if I got a nice buck coming in daylight, I'm not going to go in there and blow it up by shooting a doe. But I've hunted – both these properties a couple years now so I kind of know what to expect as far as buck movement in the time of year so you know if a nice doe comes by the first two weeks I'll send it you know and go get it and then after that first two weeks though it doesn't matter what property I'm hunting I'm done with does I'm done with
2: does until the
0: last week of gun season oh for sure or late doe yep you know Um, I'll I'll get my does late doe yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Like, my, well, my opening day, I go up north with my dad. It's what I've done since I've been here yeah. for bow season, for bow season, gotcha, for and gun. So, uh, yeah, the, always, the the opening day, I go up with my dad on bow and gun. So,
0: I mean, gun's like a national holiday here in Michigan, yeah, <laughs> so, I think everybody's up north. <laughs>
2: so, and then I do, I just usually go up there and if I'm gonna get a dough, I'm because usually, like. 80 inch bucks, and don't get me wrong, they're nice bucks. But like I'm, when I have like a 150 at home, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna save my tags and all that. So <laughs> I just go up there and I'll smoke does if all day. That's usually a really good spot for does and all that. But I do have a trad bow. I really want. I've been really itching to get that trad bow out well, there. First couple of weeks. I mean, and he he talked to us. You know, if we can
1: go hunt that property in Corona. That's a perfect place. There's oh, so yeah. many does out there. Yeah, go I put mean, a couple down and yeah, just have fun you're, doing it. You're, you're talking, you take the traditional out there. That, that's a per, that 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 probably is a perfect place to to pull off something like that because you're not. You, I don't expect us to you know you to see a 150 inch deer out there,
2: but you, you might will,
1: though. Well, there's a chance, but what you will
0: see <laughs> 150
1: those,
2: inches, yeah. 30 yards away with a trad bow.
0: God damn it, Matt! I tell you, one of my goals. Okay, so. I made a takedown recurve in high school. I don't know if oh, you guys it. remember this or not. Dylan made one. I made one. Yeah. And there was another kid. that um, Shout out to that Shire. guy. Shire. Shire. Uh, John. Or no. no Zach. Zach. Zach, 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 Zach. Yeah. Zach. Yep. So we all made um, bows. And Michigan Outdoors did a thing on us and everything. I don't know if you, got, you guys remember I,
1: that. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember you making a bow, but I didn't know that Michigan Outdoors did yeah. a thing on you. I don't remember that yeah.
0: yeah, either. Yeah, they came in and Zach had it all. Mr. Nicholson had yeah. everything set up. It was just like us three. Like he didn't have a class going on. Okay. But my goal is to even shoot a dough with that thing. Oh, I yeah. haven't even. Would you be know, amazing. Wouldn't that be sweet? That I mean, would be a dude. wild story. That'd be that'd be sweet. And I still have a newspaper clipping from it. Even you oh know, for like, sure yeah.
1: Oh, yeah
2: dude that'd be fun. Dude, new be... newspaper clipping with a picture under uh, a doe. Oh man. Orbach.
0: <laughs> with a dough on the stack. Dude, if man. I had, be honest, if, I hunting, had if I had a, if
2: I had a traditional bow in my hands.
1: My standards would be any any deer that's oh. not a yearling. Spike walks by, I, you know, I'm sending it like that. Oh, that is sure. a feet like that is a.
0: It's hard enough to be instinctive. Yeah, and try to you know. I mean,
1: I can't even shoot it at a target. I always just smoke my arm, and I. That's why I stopped trying him. it. Yeah, yes, a hundred percent. It's bad for me. and I just got <laughs> I just got enough of like doing that that I was like, screw that. Like I'll just keep shooting my compound. Mm-hmm.
2: So.
0: I do like shooting my compound, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty I'm, addicted. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm
2: really. Yeah. What bow are you shooting?
0: I have the tri Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I love that bow.
2: Bow bros. Bow bros. Yeah, I bow. Bow bros. Uh, no. no, I have a Matthews. a Matthews. <laughs> I'm a Matthews yeah. guy. There's a Matthews right there, we, too, were at so a, <laughs> yeah. we were at a Totally Archery Challenge, and um, we all had uh, Matthews and all that. And we have our one buddy, Travis, and... He's, I mean, he got game over tattooed on his eyelid. I mean, he has... What? Yeah, dude, he's, he's a hardcore... He's pretty dude. hardcore. Dude, he's super... Fun. He's... A,
0: Inside his eyelids? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, he's really good at archery, too. It's kind of yeah, crazy he's, how good he is. But he's, like, these guys behind us were like, hey... You know well, what are you
1: guys shooting, you yeah. know? And we're all like, Matthews, Matthews. Oh, oh, all right. Bros, huh? And we're like, oh,
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, he's like, you guys
2: broke the mold, really? <laughs> you, you're the only Bros shoot, them. <laughs> <laughs> so we always just make fun of that. Just, like, call us the Bros when people shoot Matthews.
0: Yeah. So. You know, I've had my fair share of Hoyts, too, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Hoyt as well. I mean, they... They're right there. I mean, both have come a long way. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: it's like the Ford, Chevy, right? It's personal preference. It all is. There sure. I mean, yeah. There's not one, both, even, I mean, you can name the top five brands are all
2: right there. It's not know? even, now it's just like, you know, there used to be only like the top, the, the Power Three or, or Hoyt, PSE or Botech, right? I mean, I guess Botech was kind of huge for a little bit. Now, all of them, man, Elite, Prime, all these other companies are coming out with good stuff. I mean... Yeah. Well, even we talked yesterday with uh, the uh, public land
1: parlors are shooting Expedition. I mean, that's not... that I, I don't know how new it is, but it's not something I heard. And, you know, the, these guys are swearing by these bows. And the, it, the technology for it is the exact same um, as what, you know, we're shooting with the Matthews. So, I mean, it's, it's just... The the industry has gone come a long
0: way. For yeah, sure. and with the co- competition, yeah, the yeah.
2: COVID really pushing a lot of people outdoors, and it's so it's so good.
0: I know a lot of these bow shops are having a hard time keeping bulls in stock. Yeah, and hard time getting them just because I mean COVID. Yeah, yeah. manufacturing you know?
2: was tough. Well, that's what I'm really interested in because like they really. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the industry as a whole, uh, with COVID is, uh, um, really changed. The- um, the industry, I would say as a whole is definitely changed, um, as a whole with COVID because of, uh, um people not working you know people being laid off manufacturing things like that you you just uh everything's on hold everything's on back order right yeah and
2: we'll see i think the hardest thing about manufacturing well i'm I'm weird to see like when all these new bows are going to be coming out this year because they usually start dropping around november for the new flagship bows. Yeah. I wondered, like, I mean, yeah, I there's definitely new bows coming out. Um, I just want to know, like, where, where are they going to go from here? You know how good bows are. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. Like, I noticed a huge difference between my bow that I just bought and the ones we had, like the one I had 10 years prior. But, I mean, what more? I How much more can you do, right? Like, how much how much more technology can you put
2: into a metal
1: frame kind of thing
2: right so i mean yeah like i definitely like how like they change like there's so many used to be like two flagship bows maybe and that was like the other flagship bow was like more speed or longer drawing that's all now there's the risers and all that are changing so much it's so crazy it's so it's pretty amazing so i'm definitely eager to see what comes out this year for any bow brand but well
1: i even bow i mean hunting in general it'll be interesting to see the difference between last year and this year right because we're now kind of to the point where people are going back to work people are uh, you know um they're not going to have all i guess as much of the free time that they did before you know like kind of like last year where everyone was on quarantine or everyone was off work because of covid um it'll be interesting to see how that affects um hunting this year if it created more hunters or if people just kind of go back to not hunting anymore
2: right yeah i mean it's a good thing and for more people to jump back into the outdoors so
1: yeah for sure so uh, i think with that i mean we're uh, we'll probably wrap up today's episode so matt i appreciate you uh coming in and talking to us good luck with your elk adventure good luck down in illinois i hope you uh hope you get a shot at a or at least a chance to hunt another 200 inch deer but if not you know 160 170 will do
0: hey i'll be happy with 140
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's definitely rare to come by yeah. i appreciate everything guys yeah. and good luck to you guys and
2: well um What's uh, your handles if you want to give them out or whatever? Instagram, Facebook, you want?
0: I just have my Facebook. I'm not
2: okay. Matt Wager,
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll we'll throw a tag in there when yeah. we get it up. We're still yeah. in the process of making the Facebook.
2: I'm hoping by the time this airs, we're yeah, we're sure. golden. So yeah, we'll definitely have to get you back on. Like, I'm not a huge fisherman. I know that's probably yeah. Would you say you're a bigger fisherman than a hunter?
0: Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm. <laughs> It's a good toss-up, really. No, I mean, I'm, I'm huge into fishing. I'm leaving in the morning at 5 to go salmon fishing, but it's definitely been a part of me yeah, my whole life. We'll
1: have to get back together come January when after your
2: whole elk thing because that'll yes. be interesting to, to hear how all that went for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. And then we'll uh, try to convince me to go fishing or something.
1: Salmon fishing's fun. Um a blast. But I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean... It's anytime you're hooking into a 30 pound fish, like it's a good
0: time. What's more gratifying? I got big in the type, you know, tying my own flies, yeah, catching one off your own fly is just like holy shit, you know, (laughs) it's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's definitely something that you got to experience, all
1: right. Yeah, so all right. Well, we'll uh, see you guys again. Have a good day.